Welcome to today's podcast. Our topic today is all about end of tenancy cleaning. So Diane and I have obviously done a lot of end of tenancy cleans over the years. And my question to start with, Diane, do you enjoy a good end of tenancy clean? <laughs> it's, you know, in some ways, it's probably the most annoying and the most satisfying type of cleaning because you can really get your your teeth into it if that's the right word in terms of you can really make a difference but also pricing them is difficult and also sometimes there's only so far you can go with cleaning sometimes it needs redecorating not cleaning so yeah yeah Perfect. I've got to say, I love them. There's nothing I enjoy more than spending one day in a house all day rather than going from one job to another. So I love end of tenancy. But the problem that most business owners have with end of tenancy cleaning, how hard is it to quote on these? And I, I've had one today. I actually got the quote slightly wrong. It was a three bedroom, semi-detached. I quoted them at 18 hours and it's going to take 21. But yeah, it's tough. And Certainly, if I think back to the early days of my business and quoting, I must have lost so much money on end of tenancy cleans. But thankfully, it was my labor at the time. So um, it wasn't quite, but it was a pain, some painful lessons. And certainly we did some quotes for, is that, have, you, have you ever done student end of tenancies, Louise? Not a great deal. Oh, no, I've never really done those ones. In the early days, probably I think year three of my business, we, we, we won. I use the word with reservations. We won the contract to do quite a lot of student cleaning over in Leeds. And I have never seen properties like them in my life. It was horrific. <laughs> and I massively underquoted. And we then struggled to even get paid. They were so slow at paying. It was all in all a horrific experience. Um, and we've never done student cleaning since because I've never seen anything like it. There were there were bin bags with rats in them. And these students, it was obvious to me that they hadn't cleaned since September when they moved in. Yeah. And on the day that we were doing the cleans, some of the parents were arriving with the new students and complaining that the oven hob or something wasn't quite spotless enough. And I'm just like, you should have seen it two hours ago. <laughs> and I guarantee in nine months time, it will look like that again. So so yeah, student entertainers are a whole different ball game. So be very careful what you take on. <laughs> so let's talk through though, because a lot of people, particularly if they've just started up businesses, actually it can be quite overwhelming what is an end of tenancy what's expected of us um and so what I was going to do is actually break down room by room what you should expect um where should I start I'm going to start with the hardest one the kitchen or should we do that last should we do that last bathrooms that yeah well, let's start with the bathrooms because bathrooms I, I've got to say I love bathrooms um but it's a bit different to a normal clean, isn't it? There is a lot more to do in a bathroom on an end of tenancy than there would be on a normal clean. Um, not least, inside all the cupboards, which we don't normally have to do. But then, my good old favourite, the wall tiles, the tiles. How many times have you had to do those tiles? Yeah, absolutely. And you don't realise until you've done a few of them that, you know, you can wipe a tile and go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and once you've wiped it, you go, I've got no choice but to do all of them now. Got your whole wall now. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that I realised about these tiles, I thought, you know, we have flathead mops. You know, you can get these nice extendable pads. You can wipe over it. Oh, no, that doesn't cut it, does it? It's like stuck on. 
there's a lot more physical elbow grease that goes into it than than you think how about steam cleaners do you ever use steam cleaners to try and loosen some of the dirt you know so yes we do have steam cleaners and I would always take when we've got an end of tendency going on today I would take a steam cleaner um I do love them um and on an end of tendency they are worth their weight in gold I wouldn't recommend you get them unless you have end of tendencies and people go oh they see what we do and they go oh, I should get one of these for my house and I'm going well these are four five hundred pounds well you shouldn't need one of these for your house this is for when it's got really bad um the problem I have with bathrooms is you've got to do up high, but you can't get a ladder to it because there's a bath in the way or a shower in the way. And so you're balancing it sometimes in a precarious position or you have to. And I don't know if you've done this. Go back to the client and say, I just can't get it. Yeah, absolutely. And and what about shower curtains? <laughs> we just oh. got, with end of tennis, we just got to the stage where the agents were just say, should we just replace the curtain for you? <laughs> It's like, what else are we going to do with that thing? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I do say to people, look, if you want to save the curtain, you can take it down and you can leave it overnight and some bleach. I'm not getting involved. I don't touch shower curtains. You want to put it through the washing machine? That's your problem, not mine. Um, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, they're, they're not my problems because I'll pass that off to someone else. It's when you've got the shower screens and it's thick with shampoo or do you get lime scale? Yep. We don't get that. I don't have to deal with lime scale, but shampoo and mold. Oh, I get a lot of those. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah. And that's that that comes into what I was saying earlier about it's not always cleaning that's needed. Cleaning can go so far, but when it's a neglected, usually end of tenancy, it's too late for cleaning. That silicon needs taking out and replacing. And and having the confidence to explain that to the client is key as well. And certainly in my early days, it was like, oh no, I'll I'll try and I'll try and I'll try and the cotton wool trick with some bleach on and sorry but that silicon's got to go and and now I know that I can say that instantly at the at the quote stage and you mean it doesn't work like it does on tv where they just squirt it on and 20 minutes later it's perfect that um, doesn't happen. no <laughs> <laughs> not real we've tried everything I mean uh, I mean I've done uh, you know so we get taught obviously and we do teaching and you're supposed to use the right product for the right job I've tried everything sometimes on some showers use toilet cleaner to try and do it I mean I've thrown the, everything at it and sometimes you just go there is nothing left for me to do not only does it not work but you might end up damaging everything so oh, yeah. just don't yeah don't go just there. don't do it what do you think about these um drill attachments have you ever tried one I've never tried them I've looked and I I think is that another shiny penny <laughs> you know there, there are a lot in this industry steam cleaners is already a shiny penny that people think you know they, they show you on the adverts don't they that no, the steam cleaner cleans it no it doesn't it just loosens the dirt so that you can then wipe it away and I'm, I'm wondering whether it's the same with the drill you're going to make a hell of a mess so have you ever tried this when we're on steam cleaners because I have used these quite a lot where you might have to get you know a window where they get sort of a bit icky around the edges yeah. and then you whack a steamer on it and it it doesn't clean it it blows it blasts <laughs> everywhere everywhere and if it's the first time you're using that steam cleaner you've probably got cold water in the pipe so we're going to squirt water and blast it everywhere oh and we've done it right behind their pristine curtains and you go oh what have I just done what have I done and so steamers I love them but I have learned now the first squirt either do it down the sink or out the window checking what's below first like when you're ironing get rid of the the, the, the messy steam first <laughs> yeah and you have to be so careful because what people don't realize about steamers though it doesn't clean it just blasts the dirt everywhere and when you thought you had one problem you've now got six problems so I love them 
but they aren't the magic bullet are they no not like the adverts tell us they are and and yeah they're, they're expensive but they're worth it if you've got dried on grease or dirt absolutely they will loosen it to make it but you still then have to go back and clean it it's, and it's it doesn't clean it for you and it warms up so we've just used it on the kitchen it warms up all the grease and it does make it easier to shift and remove so I mean it, I, I love them for a really bad place I think they're completely worth it um but so how about the scrubbers then have you used though because I, I say my fear is I've not tried one so I can't comment properly but my fear is they're just gonna spray dirt everywhere so I have used versions of there. I've never used the drill one, I've got to say, but I have used like sonic scrubbers and things. What I like about them is it saves a lot of effort. So where you'd like normally scrub with like a toothbrush or whatever, it just means that you are not having to put an effort in. And the reality of an end of tenancy is it's really hard work. Really physical, yeah. So if you're taking away that physicality, I really like it. Do I think it gets better results than you could do anyway? No. But if it makes it easier for you, then, you know, I am sold it's, on it. It's worth worth looking at, isn't it? And I suppose the other thing to think about, a bit like with, with products, is would it damage the surface that you're cleaning? So, you know, I mean, even just something as simple as a magic eraser, if you put that on woodwork, you can take all of the shine off the woodwork and therefore all the dirt will then gather in that woodwork from now on. So it's sold as a really good cleaning product and it can work, but you just have to be really careful where you use it. And I'm wondering if it's the same. It's very abrasive, the scrubbers. Yeah. I mean, the scrubbers are no, I mean, we would use a scrubbing brush. I'm talking in a bathroom specifically. Yeah. Anywhere you'd use a scrubbing brush, I think you're pretty much okay because all you're doing is it's, it's, um, the drill or whatever you've got powering it doing it instead of you and honestly compared to some of my staff and how hard and viciously they scrub I wouldn't be too concerned as long as the surface is safe for it yeah. you know if you if you're going to scrub grout I'd much rather be doing it with oh, yeah. a vibrating toothbrush can you can have ones like that like your sonic <laughs> it just makes it easier and that's what I like about the steamers it's like a powerful toothbrush anything that means you don't have to do the work that's brilliant because and what I noticed is when you give staff like say they're working five six hours on a job if you ask them to just scrub that's fine but by the end of the five six hours they're snappy they're tired if you upgrade the tools massively they get to the end of the five six hours and they go oh yeah okay we're done now and you notice such a difference in your staff yeah it's not five or six hours of absolute hard graft it's still hard graft but not in the same way as that physical yeah and I've actually I mean I, I I've actually damaged one of my hands by cleaning something and trying to do it so quickly and not realizing at the time that I was actually bashing my hand on something as I was doing it and it was only a couple of days later when the bruising on my hand came out that I realized what I'd done and it because you, you were so intense trying to get this clean done quickly yeah it's not worth it it's just not worth it I think physically physically cleaning such a hard job anything that makes it easier yeah. And while we're on this, right, so products. So um, we've recently launched the 0 to 50k start your cleaning business course and um, we tested it and I've had some feedback from one person. And as part of the 0 to 50k course, it includes everything you need to run a business, but also a lot of health and safety training. Um, and one of the things we talked about on there was um, dwell times and how a product needs to stay in contact with the surface for however long it's advised, but really a minimum of five minutes or it doesn't work. And this woman came back to me, having tested out our course, and she went, do you know, I did an end of tenancy. I left the product on for like five, ten minutes for the bathroom cleaner. She goes, my job was so easy. I was like, 
so the product did what this product's supposed to do then and she was like yes and I was like so she what she'd been doing is kind of spraying the product on and wiping it straight off if you let the product do the work for you you don't have to scrub and it might seem so obvious to you and I but it's not when people first start out they are scrubbing so hard to get the same results that you and I would sit back and watch for 10 minutes well we wouldn't we'd do something else but a little word of caution on this so sometimes people spray products all over something and then it drips down onto something else so be a bit a little bit careful about that but yeah I agree with you dwell time is key yeah I'm talking about the dwell time not products on the wrong surface here <laughs> but, but you know if you're going to clean a bar um, now I've got to say, if you've got a really bad bath, I'd be using cream cleaner. Um, but let's say you have a bad bath and you've only got your normal spray. If you've got to leave it long enough or it's not going to break down the grease. Yeah, absolutely. And so going back to bathrooms, you know, I had no idea until I started my cleaning business and did my first end of tenancy clean, how long I actually needed to quote for a bathroom. And we actually we allow two hours for a bathroom now. You know, if that was a maintenance clean, a bathroom can be done in 20 minutes. But we allow two hours in our quote now to clean bathrooms because I have been in bathrooms and it took me two hours. They so die that's out. what we quote now. I misquoted today and I said I quoted 18. I actually built it up to 19 um, and it's going to take 21. Do you know how long I gave for the bathrooms? I gave them an hour and a half per bathroom, two bathrooms. That's what's causing the overrun. And that is entirely my fault. It is two hours per bathroom to do it properly. And if you don't give it, then the staff have to make other choices and it's not fair. So yeah, quote two hours if it's a, and it doesn't even have to be a bad bathroom. Even normal spring cleans, deep cleans, every clean now for a bathroom, unless it's a regular service, is two hours. Or to ceiling, because that's the only option for a bathroom. Yeah. And these bathrooms, you know, one of the problems we've got It's really fashionable at the moment. I don't know if you've seen these, you know, freestanding baths. Yeah. Right? It was really fashionable to have a freestanding bath. I love a freestanding bath. But if you've got a pokey little terrace house where the room is only the size of the bath and you put in a freestanding bath, we can't get round the back. Just build it in. <laughs> Please. Like, if I could give one message to the population, stop putting in freestanding baths if your room is not big enough. Yeah, we've actually got a freestanding bath in our, in our bathroom now. We didn't put it in, and it, but it's it, thankfully we've got a big enough bathroom. But my bugbear in it is that the stand that the taps go on is always it gets dusty and it's annoying. I have to go behind the bath just to dust this thing, which is fine <laughs> if you can go behind the bath. Yeah, you're trying to stick your head. Oh, yeah, oh, we've laid so down with dusters oh. and vacuum cleaners trying to get underneath them. Yeah, so you don't get many of them on end of tenancies, but you do get some in the the nicer properties. We we get a few of those. That's one today. Why? Why? Now, the other thing as well in bathrooms that people underestimate is normally on a normal clean, you get a bit of hair around the edges. On end of tenancies, because obviously it's not been cleaned for months, it's some kind of unbelievable scum around the edges. <laughs> and it's like, I'm going to have to get a steamer just to clean the edges of the bathroom. And we're not talking skirting boards. We're talking the floor yeah. where it hits do you, the Do you floor. vacuum a floor, then clean it, then vacuum it, then clean it again sometimes? It gets really hard, doesn't it? Because you can't use a vacuum as soon as that floor's wet. So you can vacuum it before you start, yeah. which is great. But, you know, this stuff. So in a normal bathroom, the biggest problem on a normal clean is that actually around the edges, the hair gets stuck because a bathroom gets, um, what's it called? Condensation, it gets stuck. Yeah. So you have to use special attachments at the best of times. 
and it just doesn't cut it you're gonna there's no option but to get down and scrub is there you know it's not it's not even enough to vacuum it four times you're going to have to scrub by hand yeah and on our end of tenancy clean we actually vacuum some of the rooms before we even start cleaning because it's yeah you can't clean around that kind of dirt sometimes now do you treat the shower heads um we clean them but we don't necessarily treat them you talk about descaling them yeah, so we don't get lime scale around us, but a lot of people might put a bag over the shower head with some descaler. Some people use lemon juice, whatever you choose to use, but you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. We we would take it off, put it in the sink, and spray it with our bathroom cleaner, which has a built-in descaler. I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if you get a lot of this. I've got I must have about 80% um attached shower heads, you know, the ones that come from the ceiling. What are they called? Like rain rainfall shower head, yeah really trendy around here really great but they're massive <laughs> like and ours is all mold so we don't get the lime scale so it's mold but then ha- you can't really treat those little nozzles that come out so no. you could put a bag on Who's, and brush and some lime scale remover is the only solution individually yeah. but the problem is if they've got it that bad the lime scale there it's probably lime scaled inside worse than you can see on the outside anyway yeah, absolutely so, yeah can we get a bit techie? Let's talk about lime scales, right? Do you know what is lime scale? No. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, Louise, enlighten me. <laughs> it's like calcium carbonate, it's, isn't it? I know, it's the calcium in the water, basically. The calcium it? in the water yeah. builds up, but it is effectively stone, isn't it? So it's building up stone around these places. So um, have you tried, because everyone talks about this, the 2P trick? Um, no, because I, I've never, we've never sort of like had that much lime scale to deal with on a property. We, and our lime scale removers are always pretty good. But yeah, I've heard of it. I've never tried it. So I always wonder with this 2P trick. So I can see how the 2P would scrape it off. But I always wonder if you were putting that 2P on the surface, would it scratch it? People claim it doesn't. Um, now, lie while we're on lime scale, toilets, Diane. luckily I don't have to face this very much but I tell you what we do get and what I see in other people's houses I'm going to say friends and my friends are going to hate me for this and I'll go into like a friend's house because uh, especially they don't live in my area and you look down the toilet and there's like black at the bottom of the toilet and people go I've scrubbed it I don't know what to do why is my toilet so dirty and I'm going it's lime scale and how many people don't realize it's actually lime scale because it doesn't look like your white lime scale it's black kind of at the bottom of the toilet it's lime scale that's collected dirt yeah so i'm going to ask you how do you remove the lime scale let's start off the normal way you'd remove lime scale and we'll ramp it up yeah so for us if it was a lime scale toilet we would remove the water and then use um we actually use eureka um which is a really good lime scale remover and leave that to to dwell Um, yeah how long um I'd have to check the bottle. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Do you know what I try and say to customers? Just leave it on overnight. Whatever product they choose to use, I'm like, leave it on as long as possible because it generally it's not going to do a lot of harm. On an end of tenancy clean, we don't have that option though. So it would be a case of put it on when you arrive and take it off when you finish the bathroom, basically. What do you think of Coke? Um, I remember trying that when I first started. I remember trying denture tablets and Coke and it did nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. For We had a regular, it was a regular client and their, their toilet was exactly as you, de- you described it. The lime scale had not been removed and it had just collected dirt and you could bleach it, 
and it would look like it had gone away, but the line scale was still there. Um, so, yeah, so I, I tried some of these remedies when I was sort of like a year or so into the business and it was mostly just me and none of them worked. And do you know, you brought up a really interesting point there, bleach. So bleach is a big no-go, particularly on toilets. And a lot of people put bleach down the toilets. And the problem you've got with bleach is it discolors things exactly as you've described, but your lime scale's still there. And if you've got lime scale, you can have germs hidden in there. And we're talking about the bottom of the toilet, but this lime scale goes everywhere. And the problem you've got with bleach, it is a really good disinfectant, but it also hides. So, you know, it's not particularly effective, is it? Yeah. I always just say to clients, look, we can use bleach, but all that will do will make the lime scale white for a little while but it yep. doesn't remove the lime scale. So, you know, if you've got a lime scale problem, we have got this great product that is actually designed to remove lime scale and therefore you won't, it won't stain anymore because there's no lime scale there to collect the stains because your toilet is really well designed not to harbour stains until it gets clogged with lime scale. So bleach discolours, it disinfects, but it doesn't clean. And unless you clean the surface, you can't disinfect it properly. So don't use bleach. It doesn't really work. Might look good though. It's a nice quick solution if you've got people coming around. Yeah, and lots of people like the smell of it. I hate the smell of it personally. But Anything that smells like that is not good for your lungs. No, I, and I can smell it. The moment I walk into a house, I'm like, who's used bleach? What are you doing here? And how much does it wreck clothes? As a cleaner, it is impossible. Yeah, cream cleaner is bad enough, but getting bleach on your clothes as well. Yeah, you just ruin everything. I love cream cleaner. Including the client's bathroom mats occasionally. Not that I've ever done that, obviously. <laughs> Stick the max, Maybe. they're replaceable. Can't fit <laughs> anyway, we've pretty much covered uh, bathrooms. bathrooms done. Yeah. Oh, on. One more with bathrooms. Ever had a blocked plug hole? Ugh, yeah. <laughs> that was said with uh, familiarity, yeah. wasn't it? It's like, what do you do? Do you try and sort of like sort it from above, you know, plunger? Or do you go for the, let's sort that trap out, which is what's really causing the problem underneath. But I'm not a plumber, so I don't want to take the responsibility. And yeah, as soon it's... as you start unscrewing and it doesn't screw on right, it's your problem. Yeah. Do you phone the customer and say, you've got a problem? Yeah. It's, it's their problem so you know we can try we can clean it but we are not there to unblock it so again it's probably that knowing the limitations isn't it of what you are actually there to do so if you're on end of tenancy clean and the plug hole is blocked you can try and clean it and if there's hair in it try and remove that maybe with a pair of tweezers but oh. i know it's the smell honestly it's i can, the smell, I can, isn't it? it's the I can smell. remember it now and anybody listening i'm sure you know know that smell too but after that's not your problem I've got to say, when we've done it, and you know when the sink just won't drain or the bottom of the shower just won't drain, and you kind of go, right, I'll walk away for an hour or two, it drains a bit more, and then you're just like, right, get out all the water I can. We'll t- if it's the bath, we'll tip it down the sink and sort of clean where I can. So it look- we can make it look good because I can yeah. clean it out. But yeah, you need to fix that, yeah. It's not good, is it? Let's not talk any more about shower and plug hole drains and that <laughs> smell. Before we get onto kitchens there, where we revisit some gross things, other rooms are generally quite easy. But again, it is easy to underestimate how long they take. Yeah. And we, I don't know about you, but we allow an hour every single room that's not a bathroom or kitchen. An hour per room. What about the hallway? Um, For for a normal sort of two-storey house, we usually allow an hour, especially for an end of tenancy where it's empty. Um, if it's three stories, then it's usually an hour and a half, two hours. But I usually try and estimate two hours to cover ourselves. 
And do you get these? So what quite a few are always, they have a runner up the stairs. So you have to wipe the side of the stairs, but then that runner continues round. And then you've got to get between every little bit of banister and you're like, oh, come on, like yeah. everything yeah. by hand. And, and those are things to note, I think, when you're quoting is to kind of go, okay, because, and, and you know, an hour will do most people's hall stairs and landing in a normal house if it's a massive one then you have to think a little bit more but so somebody said told you they've got a seven bed house over the phone maybe you want to allow two hours for their hall stairs and landing but if it's that's a visit that's a visit yeah. i am not quoting yeah. over the phone I, yeah we very rarely would quote blind for something that big but you know you do have to kind of bear in mind yeah there's lots of nooks and crannies on a staircase aren't there yeah, and that I'm I'm not adverse to using a toothbrush on those on the banister poles. There's a name for this. Like, no, it's not balustrades, is it? Anyway, those poles up Spindles. the stairs. <laughs> what are they called? Spindles, I think, aren't they? Spindles, yeah. But they oh, do they get grubby? And it is toothbrush and steamer, depending on the what they're covered in. So yeah. And then I don't know if you get this as well, plantation shutters, blinds and plantation shutters. So just Venetian blinds fill fill most of us with horror. Yeah. And I've got to the stage now. So they're fine. They take time, but you almost have to add, whereas a window might take you half an hour to clean that window. And it's shocking that that window, one window would take you half an hour. Add the blinds in and that's an hour per window. At least. Yeah. 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 And as soon as I see a Venetian blind and it's any significant size of window, I say, well, each Venetian blind is an hour. I, I did one today where I went, do you know what? So they had a whole outside, it was an outside office, you know, these garden room offices. And it was lovely, all glass walls, which they've covered with the bane of my life. So you know, these metal blinds and you touch them and they Thin end ones. at the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, just replace it. Don't even get us to clean it. Just replace it. Um, because for the, what do they cost? 20, 30 pounds? Oh, it's going to, the 30 pounds you're going to be paying me to clean that and it won't be done well and it's going to be all bent. Just get a new one and don't replace it with a like for like, please. Yeah, no, please. Either quality or don't put a Venetian blind there again. <laughs> so then they're, they're not my friend. But the rest of it, you're going to have to scrub every skirting board. You're going to end up, and if you've done this, where you're sat on your bum wiggling around the room, cleaning yeah. every skirting board. The skirting board shuffle. Yeah, and then you've got the fronts of the radiators. You might be getting a radiator brush down it. So I normally say to customers, you need to remove the radiator covers and then we will do down the radiators. Yeah. But then the biggest problem with all of these things, you do the radiators, you do your blinds, and all that happens is you throw all the dust into the air with even using microfibers or damp microfibers, you're throwing all the dust up. So then you go, well, I'll come back in an hour then, shall I? <laughs> yeah. Or you clean it and then you know, unless you're really good at your cleaning and you're really doing it efficiently, um, you can come back in an hour or two and it looks like you haven't dusted on the surfaces. So then you need to come back either the next day to do a sparkle clean, depending on what you're cleaning and builders cleans are more like this. You might wanna do a sparkle clean or just tell the customers this is what's gonna happen. Yeah, that it might it might well settle, yeah. I mean, that's this is an end of tendency, but that's a big thing with, with any renovation work, builders, builders, you've had the builders in the house. I always tell customers the dust will resettle mm -hmm. because it could take weeks for all the dust that's been created to settle. And um, so, you know, we will clean it and we will remove it, but some of it will come back. <laughs> yeah, and don't underestimate doors and woodwork. No, especially panel doors. And they, 
and on intended tendencies, they are a lot of work. I mean, that's where your steamer can come in handy. But again, with caution, because you're using it on a painted surface, you don't want to damage the painted surface. But yeah, they can take a long time cleaning all those crevices, can't they? Yeah. And the other thing, I don't know if you've had this on intended tendencies. Oh, my house will be empty. Yeah, they say that, <laughs> but they're not always, are they? Have you ever turned up an end of tenancy and they've not quite moved out yet, but it's all right, you can work around us, or worse, they're moving in. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you feel guilty because you want to help these people because you can see the state of their house, but they're moving in. Or I've only moved in the boxes, so I filled every room with boxes, but I've left them right in the middle so they won't be in your way. <laughs> yeah. you go, oh. oh, thanks, yeah. <laughs> brilliant then so I'm going to wiggle I'm going to do my skirting ball wiggle in the narrow alley where you've left me around the boxes and do you know how I'm with my, with my bucket of hot water and my sort of shuffle I'm doing anyway yeah it's, it's good fun and then because it's end of tenancies and it's not always in the best conditions plug sockets don't work for half of them so right. you need an extension lead sometimes just to for that one plug socket that works have you ever been to one that's got no hot water obviously yep and oh yeah we turned the boiler off we didn't think of that okay great just as well we have a kettle in our kit but the boiler will need to go on otherwise it's going to take us an extra four hours <laughs> I, I don't mind we can cope without hot water because like you can use the kettle to be yes. fair that's where the yeah. steamer comes in yeah how cold does it get like, yeah. you're in there going i'm freezing <laughs> yeah yeah but anyway, so there your your rooms getting around all of those and you've got the dusting and the coving and you've got to ask the customers, do you want me to wipe down the walls and there's a risk the paint could come off and yeah, matte paint, scrubbable paint or vinyl. Yeah, it's it's all a bit there to trap you, isn't it almost? And do you get I get this a lot, but there's just a little stain on the carpet. Could you just get that stain? No. <laughs> that is a big no. Or oh, it's just a little one. No. Yeah, no, we don't clean carpets. <laughs> It has to be a hard no, because even if you did clean that stain, they'd then have one clean patch. And guess what? That's your problem now. <laughs> yeah, no, the whole carpet needs cleaning. Sorry. <laughs> Erica, so on to the kitchen, the mother of all problems, the kitchen. Um, so I, when I... my favourite room. I like kitchens the best. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, grease. Grease. Mm. Do you not get a lot of this? We get yes. a lot of grease. Of course we do, yeah. And that's safe steam cleaner can come in handy but yeah it, is, it comes down to your own elbow grease a lot of it doesn't it <laughs> and it's hard because the grease builds up predominantly around the hob and what they do is they put in a nice splashback a nice tiled splashback and then there's only so much you can do with the grout lines because you're steaming them you are scrubbing them you're doing everything and you know you can bleach them and they're still not going to come up great um and it's it's just a bit depressing really isn't it when you go yeah. work so hard and I think that's where, again, that confidence of knowing where the cleaning stops and maintenance starts. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, say, particularly with the student properties that we did, some of the kitchens that we walked into, I've never seen anything like it in my life. And it's just like, there's only so far cleaning can go. It's been damaged by the lack of cleaning and we can't solve that. Um, and in fact, I think one of our uh, members in the group recently did an end of tenancy clean where the, they complained that the paintwork was damaged after it had been cleaned it wasn't damaged the paint was clearly like worn away anyway and cleaning just emphasized it and that's the challenge that we've got we've got to be able to manage what the client expects us to be able to achieve and, and I think that that really comes in when you talk about paintwork cleaning the surfaces this comes in quite a lot in kitchens because if you've got a high gloss cupboard that's thick with grease 
you know, it's going to look completely different when we've removed it. And it may be slightly matte. It shouldn't be. But if we cover it in degreaser or we are just scrubbing it, uh, you know, it's damaged. Like, and they go, well, you damaged it. No, you damaged it when you covered it in a thick layer of grease. There's not a good way of removing it. No. And we've had this with hobs where we've cleaned a hob and then they've kind of gone, well, it's scratched. And it's like, well, you wouldn't have known if it was scratched before because it was so covered in grease and dirt how would you have known it wasn't scratched before and it's like you've damaged it and do you know what we got on hobs as well if you had a really strong degreaser it stripped the little um stickers on so yeah. stickers that say where it is yeah. and of course you couldn't even see the stickers because it was thick with grease you remove all the grease and the stickers come off and they go oh you've removed the stickers <laughs> now i now know you can order them from the manufacturers and, and stick yeah. them on but let's not find that out and you kind of go you have to explain to the customer if you explain in advance and they then say well I still want you to do it you're fine otherwise it's amazing what they're going to tell you you did wrong yeah no definitely and and like you say they've damaged it by not cleaning it you then remove all the dirt and sometimes that takes other things with it we we take as much care as we can but the reality is you've never used those numbers because you could never see them for the the brown gunk around the knobs on the cooker (laughs) And you take you have to take those knobs off and pop them in the sink or do whatever you do and clean them all off. And, oh, it's good fun. And we don't even do oven cleaning. This is just the yeah. outside of the oven. Yeah, absolutely. So you're saying about not doing oven cleaning and we're the same. We don't do oven or carpet cleaning. But often if we're quoting an end of tenancy, we will work with an oven cleaner and a carpet cleaner. And no, we don't subcontract. We we just bring them into the quote, if you like. Um, and we have a good relationship, particularly with a carpet cleaner, where we know how much he would charge. Yep. So we can then tell the client when we're quoting, it will be this for the cleaning. It will be this for the carpets. And, you know, our, I won't mention his name, but our carpet cleaner will, will arrange it separately with you. But this is what, you know, it will cost. Um, and that works quite well for us to be a bit of a one stop shop, but without the liability of the, the carpet cleaning and the oven cleaning. And, and this is what I like. The, and the other problem that I have is if they book the oven cleaner through us, which I don't really mind, we charge them VAT on top of it. So yes. your £60 oven clean now suddenly is £75 if you book it through us. So, you know, pay them direct. Yeah. I don't want to be part of it. I'll just give you the number. I was never going to make any money off it anyway. So no, no. And and we would rather, and you know, I think we, we've t- I've talked to people about this before about having relationships with other businesses. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant way of marketing your business to have a local oven cleaner, carpet cleaner, window cleaners to work with you. However, just be really careful about the relationship that it's it's about referrals and helping your clients rather than making money off each other's businesses, I think. Yeah, and I see a lot of people that go, well, I'm doing them business, I'm going to make a tenner off the back of it. And great, but actually, you know, to be fair, for the number of oven cleans I refer, um, I'd rather he just did it. I'd rather just have a good person. You just do what I say. You know you're going to get a good deal off me. I don't want to take money off you. Yeah, exactly. And then hopefully they'll recommend you to their clients. Yeah, it never works quite the same way, does it? I've, I've got to say, I don't know anyone who gets more work in as a domestic cleaner than they hand out as uh, to the ovens and carpets. I definitely get. We, get. we get some, we get enough to make it worthwhile. But for me, it's actually about customer service from, for our clients that I can recommend somebody that we've worked with and they're really good and make it easy for them. Yeah, it's like this big end of tenancy we're doing. I know the oven cleaner's turning up at 11.30. They've got no idea who's cleaning their oven or even that I've arranged it. They just know they got a whacking great big, this is the all in price, just sort it out for me. And they want life stress-free. And 
it just adds an extra bit of stress. We've got all the contacts in the industry. Why would I not just sort it out? Yeah, exactly. So, so end of tenancy cleaning then. Is it a really good addition to your cleaning business? I, yeah, they're looking at it from a business point of view. And I see a lot of people that go, you can make more money on end of tenancies. And you can definitely make more money on end of tenancies. Love them. But the problem for me with an end of tenancy is that it is not regular work. So even if you get a great contract with an estate agent and they give you six jobs one week and one job the next, if you are growing a cleaning business, it is about predictability and it is about knowing what you've got coming up. So for me, I will use them and I love them to fill in gaps, but I personally don't want to grow my business around them. And I see businesses that have grown around end of tenancies and they hit a certain stage and go, oh my goodness, this is unpredictable. I don't know how many staff I have to have in. You're stuck really a lot of the time with using uh, subcontractors and self-employed. It's very hard to give a stable job to an employed person with unpredictable end of tenancies. Mm, what's your thoughts, Diane? Yeah, I think I feel exactly the same. I think they're nice chunks of cash every now and then. And like you say, they're good schedule fillers. But we don't work much for letting agents, even though I have a letting agency myself. We don't do much work for letting agents purely because they want it done. They ring you on a Thursday and they want it done on a Friday. And our schedules don't work like that. My business is based on consistent predictability. Like you said, it's regular work, um, mostly domestic. But the most important thing for me is it's regular work. These chunks of cash might look nice, but they are really hard to build a business on. Yeah. And what's what's the use of a chunk of cash if you can make, you know, 400 pounds in two days? Well, that's great. But then you've got no work for the rest of the week because you're keeping it free for your end of tenancies or you can't take on the end of tenancies because you put a two hour slot here and a three hour slot there. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. So they're great. Do them with caution. Make sure you never underquote um, or at least learn quite quickly how to quote. Like I just did. <laughs> to be fair. I was going to say in the scheme of things, the difference between 18 hours and 20 hours with the rate that we quote, we will we will more than make money on it. Yeah. But but the problem is on a three bedroom terrace, I see people quoting 10 hours. So one hour or two hours here or there. I can live with that because we overquote anyway. Um, if you thought you're going to get it done in 10 hours and it's now taking 20 this is a really awkward conversation. Do you go back to the customer and renegotiate? Do you let them down? Whereas for my job, I will probably renegotiate. But if I had to absorb the two hours, I can absorb it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think back to myself in the early days of those end of tenancies where I did think I could do a three bed house in 10 hours. And it did take me 16 to 20 hours. I was on half time, wasn't I? Yeah, it's painful. And and this is the thing, you probably weren't even charging the kind of rates, you know, when you're charging £30 plus an hour, you can absorb a little bit more. When you're charging 15 and you make a mistake by one hour, that really hurts. Yeah, it's painful. So, yeah, end of tenancies, I think, can be great, but they're not something I would build my business around personally or, or you from the sound of it. <laughs> no but I am loving them at the moment I am loving them we've got a couple of gaps in the schedule they top it up they give us the key we can do it at any time it fits in I absolutely love them um yeah there's not much to say we love it don't we but I don't want to build a business around it <laughs> brilliant thanks Louise thank you oh hang on we've got a couple of things coming up haven't oh, we yeah. we've got a recruitment challenge next week 
Is it next week? Yes, it starts on Monday and um, the recruitment challenge. Yes, if you're watching this, um, you know, as it's just been released, then there's the five day recruitment challenge. So the group is called DCBN five day recruitment challenge. It's on Facebook. Um, so you just put put that in your search bar and you'll find it and get yourself into the group. And I'll be releasing a challenge video every morning um, and literally five days, five challenges as to how you can improve your recruitment. And then I'll be looking at what everybody's up to and doing a bit of an update every evening next week. Really looking forward to it. And we've just launched our starting your cleaning business 0 to 50k course. And this is for cleaning businesses that are fairly new, haven't really got a team. They want to get the right systems in place. They want to get the right software in place. They want to put the processes in so that they can grow their business. They want to get the right health and safety. They want to do things the right way, not make loads of mistakes, set their business up right, learn how to make money and be efficient. Um, we've launched this course. Um, at the moment, we have a special discount, don't we? We've got a discount code, which is going to be available. Where is it going to be available? We're going to release it. We're going to release it in, well, it's going to be, if you're in our mailing list, then you will get the code sent to you via email. If you're in any of our Facebook groups, then we'll be broadcasting the special discount code in there. If you are new to us and just listening to the podcast, well, maybe you just need to get in touch and we might just share it with you. We'll share it. So it's launching at £300. This is starting a cleaning business course. Uh, it's got, I think it will take you about 40 to 60 hours, depending on how fast you do it. There is a lot really of footage. Impact. It is massive, this course. It's got every document you need. It's got terms and conditions. It's all editable. It's got your accounts documents. Um, I think there's like 10 documents in there. It's got your cleaning checklist. It's got full video training. It's got quizzes to check your knowledge all the way through. Lots of support in there. Um, it launches at £300, but we are currently running a discount, a £120 discount, so you can get it at £180. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to it now in May 2023, might not always stay at that price. So do have a look for that discount code that we are releasing right now. But for now, thank you very much, Diane. Let's go get on with some independencies. Enjoy. Enjoy.